Hi, everybody. This is your girl, Pine Size Diva, and welcome to It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast. We're in season three. Can you believe it? Oh my God. It has been quite the journey with you and I, but I'm hoping this season you'll get drawn in just a little bit more. So this season is all about the decision. And through the series, you will hear different decisions, guests, and so much more. Now, make no never mind, we're going to always keep it real raw to the facts from the front to the back row. Now, you can follow me on social media on It's Hard to Be Me. That's I-T-S-H-A-R-D, the number two, B-E-M-E. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get this podcast started and learn how really hard it is to be me in the decisions that I make over the season. Bye, you guys. Hi everybody, it's Pine Size Diva and welcome to my podcast. Just to let you know in advance, this is a good cool disclaimer. This is going to be a very raw charred episode. So if you're listening to this with your kids in the room, do me a personal favor. Go ahead and remove your kids from the room because the conversation topic is going to be very open, very honest, and very heavy. If you have not had the sex talk or the relationship talk about love, relationships, family, and so much more, Go ahead and remove your kids now. Don't worry, I'll wait. Now that we've got the formalities out the building, let's go ahead and talk. Now, everybody know relationships is hard, but one thing we've learned through this pandemic is that you will be tested to the maximum capacity of everything that you are each day. And I've seen so many people go through divorces, breakups, child custody, you name it, over the past year and a half. And to be honest, people really close to me are no different. So this is part one of the decision. Welcome to It's Hard to Be Me. Let's chat. Again, ladies and gentlemen, parental guidance suggested. Now we got that out the way. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. So the reason why I wanted to go ahead and do this particular topic is because this has been a year and seven months in the making. And I think it's time for me to just open up and talk about some things. And like I said, at the end of the day, these are my opinions and mine alone. I know for a fact that a lot of people are not going to be happy with the decision I've made to disclose so many things, but I don't care. At the end of the day, it's about being transparent. It's about being honest because let's face it, it's too much going on in the world right now not to keep it a book, not to keep it 100 and just put it out there and whatever happens, happens. I have a motto. If you could touch one heart, one mind, one soul daily, you've done your job. And I feel like that's something that I strive to do every day. And I think for a while, I wasn't able to do that because I wasn't in the place that I needed to be in order to be very transparent, to be able to share the things that I'm going to share on this podcast today. Like I said, it's going to be raw. I can go ahead and tell y'all, here, it's going to be really raw. And like I said, I'm not going to say any names. Like I've said in many other podcasts, I'm not going to say any names out of respect for those people that I deal with and people that I still, you know, don't talk to or they don't talk to me which is completely understandable. That's completely their choice. And I respect that. But I think it's time for me to control my own narrative per se and make sure that it's very well known that this is my life and the way that I see fit. So there's going to be different components to the decision, but I'm going to talk about several topics wrapped in one because all of those things go one in the same. 
we're going to start from the big one so about five years ago i used to be a fam drag performer um and i went originally went into it um, because I wanted to regain my self-confidence and I love the art form and not art form and I still do and I was recruited by two amazing people I won't say their name until they give me permission to but I was recruited by two people and then I was taken under the wing by several people throughout the four years um, and I really enjoyed it I learned a lot not only about makeup and hair but I learned about confidence I learned about being able to handle your own and trouble environments I also learned how to have thick skin to be able to take criticism well to be able to understand if somebody doesn't like you that doesn't mean that you're a bad person that just means that that person might not be for you and you might not be for that person and that's something I completely understand while I was a film drag performer I won a national title um, and I really and I really enjoyed the performing aspect of doing film drag and if you guys don't know what film drag is it's when a real girl does drag i have had a guest on here named jessica adore and she's a she's a femme drag queen as well and if you guys are interested in wanting to know more about their world i can bring somebody on who could be more versed in it than i i'm just going to talk about my experience as a performer cool so what it is is that i i performed for a couple of years and after i stepped down from my title and things because the system that i was with i didn't have the best experience with the person that i was dealing with and like i said i won't say their name but i had already been saying in my mind that i was ready to step away but i was so scared because i was like i've built this life i've come into this community i have been embraced with love and i embraced them with love and still do um shout out to the um, community and it's just one of those things that i i i felt loved i felt accepted for the first time i felt like i was accepted for me not just the performing aspect but me as a human being i gained a lot of friends well now i call them acquaintances because a lot of people don't deal with me but we'll get into that as well and it was just really really nice to be able to have an escape away from work to be able to go and perform to go and perform and just be me for a while and do what I love, which is performing, entertaining, and making people smile. Again, back to that touch one heart, one mind, one soul daily. Um, I've seen a lot of things, and um, I've seen a lot of positive things, a lot of negative things. Now, when I say this, I know I probably get the side eye in the inboxes, and what I'm saying is this. Everybody is not bad. Everybody is not bad. And I want to make that very, very clear that I am in full support of the LGBTQIA community. Just like Black Lives Matter, trans lives matter. Black trans lives matter as well. I just wanna talk about my experience. Um, so going into, after I gave up my title, I performed for a little while, I got some amazing opportunities, which I truly thank God for every day. Going into that, I started having dreams i started having a hard time sleeping like i told you guys i know i'm not the best you know christian in the world and i will be very transparent on that sector but i know for a fact that i started having a series of dreams 
And those dreams started to include if I didn't step away from what I was doing and focus on what I needed to focus on, what was getting my life right with God. And I, at first I was like, huh, you know, whatever. I'm not thinking about it too far. And that's just me being honest. You know, sometimes in our life, we can get signs about things that are not right for us, but we tend to stay in those situations because we're scared and we don't want to adapt to change and we're uncomfortable and things like that. And that's what happened to me. And after about a year of having those dreams, I could tell you when it really got real for me. It got real for me probably September of 2019. And I had already been talking to several people in my life at that particular time that were in my life. And I was like, I'm going to step away next year. And it was like, really? I said, yeah, I'm going to give you one more good year. And I was from September to September. And I was going to walk away. Didn't realize that the pandemic was going to happen. We were going to shut down all that stuff. Okay. So again, I'm going to say it again, all throughout this podcast, this is my life and what happened to me. I will not say names of anything of any kind because I don't want to offend. I don't want to hurt feelings. And on top of all that, it is not my, it's not my right to tell their story. Okay, cool. Perona God is suggested. So anywho, I, we, I was scheduled to perform New Year's Eve. Um, September, September went by, October went by. I had been toiling with it, toiling with it. And I performed New Year's Eve. I had to get on the flight January 1st that night to go to Texas. And I went to, went to Texas. And when I was in Texas, I was in Texas for six days. Again, this is at the beginning before they shut everything down in March of 2020. And while I was in Texas, I was walking around Six Flags and I was like, you know what? I said, it's time. It's time. It's time to walk away. You've done what you were supposed to do. You have nothing to prove to nobody. You are 40 years old. I think I was 39. No. Yeah, I was 39 at the time, I think. 39. Yeah, I was 39. I was 39 at the time. I'm like, you're almost 40. You don't have anything to prove to anybody. You can walk away at any time and you'll be fine. You'll still be able to sustain yourself, not only as a person, but if you wanted to perform again, you could. So I get back from Texas and um, some situations occurred. Now, again, due to it's taken me a year to talk about this. So like I said, will not name anything about this incident because regardless to the incident, I still respect that person, even though they do not like or respect me. Okay. Because I'm that type of person where if you don't like me, I'm not going to throw shade on you. I'm not going to be talking about you and cussing you out and talking about you on social media. One, my mama taught me better than that. Two, the God I serve has always taught me to take the upper hand. So that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I did. Some situations happened and it devastated me. It devastated me deeply. Um, I will say I did take full responsibility for my role in that situation. And... I reached out more, more than 10 plus times to try to rectify this situation. And once I had a chance to look back on it, it was like, it's time, it's time, it's time, go. And I announced preemptively that I was gone from it. And the backlash I got, the backlash I got, I honestly did not expect. Now, I know for a fact that 
everything is not going to be peachy king. Everybody's not going to get along. Everybody's not going to agree with your decision. They're not going to open up and just be like, well, you said this and you did this and you did this. No, you're going to always have somebody who's going to not agree with you. And I get that 100%. But the backlash on this was quicker than you can snatch off your bra when you come in the house after you get off work, after you've been outside all day. It's hot. The backlash was indescribable. Like the messages I got on social media, people texting me, not with I respect your decision 100%, with the you did this, you B, you H, you lie, you did this, you did this. The thing is, half of these folks didn't even know me from a can of paint outside of seeing me on stage. And I, it, it, was, it was something that I wasn't ready for. So that happened at the end of February of 2020. We went into lockdown in March. Now mind you, fresh off this, still dealing with the backlash, still getting inboxed on Instagram, still getting inboxed on Facebook, still having people that knew where I worked and people that seen me in the street that said all types of cash money stuff about me. Stuff was posted on social media about me. It's not up there anymore, but because I did check before the taping of this podcast and the things that were said about me, the things and one thing I will say about me, not at any time while I was performing did I ever intend to hurt anybody. Cause sometimes you can do stuff and you don't even realize you're doing it. And that's just a real honest truth. Like sometimes you, you do things, you're like, well, I didn't know I was hurting you. I didn't know that it would come across this way. Last time I checked is you acknowledge, you acknowledge the situation, you acknowledge your fault, you apologize and you move on. Even if that other party or other people don't forgive you, you've done your part. It didn't quite go that way. For the full, for the full year, I have been feeling the sting of me walking away and everything that happened that surrounded. Um, for like literally six months, I cried every day because the particular situation that happened hurt me so bad because for me, when I love, I love hard. I, when I'm, I love deeply, okay? And I never thought in a million years that I will have to go through the things that I went through. I've been through some crazy stuff in my life from just adoption, people treating me like crap. I mean, just talking about me behind my back, um, dealing with uh, the passing of both of my parents, not really just having a, not really just having family to just be there to hold my hand, um, going through all the emotional things by myself, dealing with childhood trauma that people think that they they thought I was lying about, but I lived it um, from just having to straighten out my life to get to myself, to be by myself, even so far as me claiming that I'm trying to get my life right with God. I'm trying to be a better Christian. I have received so much crap from that, but I didn't let that disturb me. But yet and still, I had people that pretty much quit dealing with me when I stopped performing. Just because you stop performing does not mean that you stop loving the community because that's not the case. It's the fact that at the end of the day, you chose to step away from that section of your life 
so you can grow as a better human being. Because I know I needed, I had work to do. I needed to go to therapy about stuff in my childhood. I needed to become stronger in me. I needed to be a more effective person. I needed to be able to balance my life out between work home, my child, everything else. I needed to balance out relationships. I needed to work on me. And a lot of people did not understand that. And because of that, I felt it swiftly and professionally. Um, I pretty much disappeared from the community. And like I said, it wasn't because anybody did anything wrong. It was just because I needed it. I needed it bad. I needed to walk away so I can, so I wouldn't lose myself because I felt like I was losing a part of me and I knew that if I didn't, that it would be worse. I've grown up a lot over the past year and I know for a fact that it had not been for God showing me those dreams, bringing people in my life to warn me and to send me signals. Ain't no telling what would have happened to me at all. I am very thankful for the community that embraced me when nobody else would and I would still go to bat for the LGBTQIA community. But I made a decision to walk away so I could be a better woman, so I could be a better Christian woman, so I can, I'm, cause I'm right now I'm a baby Christian. I'll tell anybody, I'm a baby Christian. I still, I still like to have a cocktail every once in a while, even though I have not in a while. And I still like to have fun, so I'm still working on that. But I don't feel like anybody who has been a performer in the LGBTQIA community, they do not deserve backlash and drama to be talked about solely because they decide to walk away and live their most productive life. And that is the first decision that I made. Story time, part two, when we come back. Hi everyone, come closer. What if I told you I can help you guys on to an amazing product and also help you get a discount on it. Where if you're listening to this, this is the perfect time. This particular product promotes healthy moods, healthy sleep, supports immune system, and also helps reduce stress and promotes calmness. The product I'm talking about is ashwagandha from Golden Nutrition. This particular product is gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, and clinically proven KSM 66. What I love so much about this product is that it helps you calm your mood now. I have been on my self-care tip lately and I have really been trying to tune in to how I feel. Ever since I tried ashwagandha, it has truly changed my life. So let me tell you how you can get your own. You're gonna go to my Instagram, that's it's hard to be me, that's I-T-S-H-A-R-D, the number two, B-E-M-E. Click the link. Also use the code TKDIVA, that's T-K-D-I-V-A, for your percentage off. Also, you can also go to Google, type in Goalie Nutrition, that's G-O-L-I Nutrition, and at the checkout, you can put in TK Diva for your percentage off. I am so excited to be a brand affiliate with them this year and a brand partner. And I want you guys to experience the same thing. So make sure you go and follow me on Instagram or go on Google, type in Goalie Nutrition, put in my code TK Diva for your percentage off. Now back to the broadcast. Bye-bye. Welcome back everyone to It's Hard to Be Me, the podcast. So now we got to give the update 2021 come October. 
So the last time that I talked to you guys, as in part one, you heard the reason why I departed from doing drag. You know what? I am a person who's able to say when I am wrong. And I would just go ahead and put that out there. In this case, I think I was a little wrong. Um, And I say this because I, for four years plus, I absolutely love getting on stages, entertaining people, being able to engage and just get an art form out just to express myself freely in the fullness thereof. And I missed it. So... I actually did two shows. Um, the first one, nobody really knew about. And I wanted to keep it that way because I wanted to be authentic. I wanted to be able to go back and get in drag and just have a good time and just really enjoy myself because I had lost that luster of being able to enjoy the true art form of drag. So I did one show with my friend. I'm really, really happy um, that I did it. She made it so comfortable, so warm for me that I didn't have any choice but to have fun. Now, I'm not gonna lie, y'all. You know, your girl, 41 years old, okay? And her body was hurting. Do, 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 hurting. That's how it was sound. I promise y'all, my body was hurting. But I had a really, really, really good time. And I enjoyed getting on stage again. And I was able to express myself freely in a way that I have not, without fear of judgment or ridicule. It felt absolutely incredible and that is what I missed. Now, in me doing that, it actually got my creative juices flowing as far as getting back on stage to be able to do it sometimes on a continuous basis. But I was like, wait a minute, let me pump the brakes. Let me just give it a few whiles. Let me just give it a few ticks, throw one up here, then go here every once in a while and see what interests me. And that's what I've been doing. So I started back planning my makeup on a consistent basis. If you haven't already checked it out, please do. I do a monthly photo series. Um, and it's been pretty much just encouraging me to just get out there and being able to be expressive again and who I am. I got to sneeze, y'all. So just know, if you hear me sneeze, I'm going to sneeze and I'm going to drink my water. Let's pause for ASMR water. <sighs> ASMR. Okay, so we're back. So <laughs> I have been really wanting to just get on stage again and just express myself freely. I'm just in a new space in my life. And I just think that, you know, me being on stage the two times that I have is really put a gusto under me to want to do it again on a continuous basis. So we're going to see how that goes. Like I said, the first show was absolutely amazing. The cast was so much fun. I had a ball. It was so warm and welcoming that I felt comfortable getting on stage again. I only told maybe like five people and that was intentional because I didn't want to be like, oh, well, she going to come back out after being gone a year plus. My thing is this. And I'll continue to say this. I still stand firm to why I left. I just want to make sure I get that clear right up in the back. I'm very clear as to why I left. Yes, I do need to get about my father's business. But I one thing that I do want to, I want to hold on to, I want to hold on to the fact that I still should be able to live my life in some capacity. Say it with me, capacity. I should maybe live my life in some capacity without feeling guilty about 
wanting to live my life and just be able to have fun because there's a such thing as good, clean fun. And that's the balance that I'm struggling with is how to be able to still do the things I love, but not feel guilty when I do them. So we're going to work on that. So the second show I did, I actually talked about it. I actually um, put it online. I actually show where people can come and see me perform. That's the part that I was shocked of because I didn't even expect for me to be doing all that. But I'm glad that I did it because it let me know, okay, it's okay to be able to tell somebody that you want to perform, you want to get on stage, you want to do those things, and you want to be able to grow. I'm here for it. I'm all about it. And that is what I did. The second show, I did three numbers. I did a slow, medium, and fast number, and I had an amazing time. Oh, I had an amazing time. Like I have just been able to express myself freely, like I said, without guilt or repercussion. And I'm here for it all the way through. Like I said, I was with the same show host, which made it even better. I was extremely comfortable, extremely laid back. And I have no problems doing that person's show again. I, I will admit, I have not been to any other bars or anything in my city since I did those two shows. I have not had the strength to step back in those places again because I know that some places come with memories that I don't know if I'm quite ready to tackle because my anxiety apparently since Rona um, has really increased significantly and I want to make sure that I'm emotionally strong enough to be able to go into these spaces and not feel guilty or not feel um, peer pressure or not feel like that I have to be something that I'm not. So I'm not going to step into those spaces until I feel comfortable enough to be able to do those things without any problems. And that's just how I feel about it. You can take it from me for what you want, but that's your business. And that's where I'm at. But one thing that I did notice about when I got back on stage is that I know anybody that has seen me on stage before under Anastasia Love, you would know that I'm a very dance queen. Like I love to dance. I love upbeat music. I love to twerk and those particular things. But that's not where I am now. I'm in my 40s and I'm really into my sensuality, my sexuality. So I'm really really, really wanting to do more sensual songs, more sexier songs, push the envelope a little bit more. And I don't think a lot of people going to be ready because when I finally get this body the way I want it, oh yeah, she's going to be snatched. Ooh, ah, ooh, 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 just, ooh. Oh, your mouth going to be watering with anticipation. <laughs> But I just, I want to tap into more sensual side. I want to tap into that sexual side that I usually would never tap into. And I just want to go there. I just don't, I just want to have no reservations at all. I just want to be stripped down and just go there. And I'm so excited to tap into that creativity part of mine, but I'm going to explore that first in photos just so I can get back comfortable with doing that. Um... I was looking at someone online and she's a problem. I think her name is Tabria is uh, Tabria major. She just did a um, Sierra inspired um, birthday tribute. I think it posted today because it's Sierra's birthday uh, at the time, October 25th. And it was so beautifully done. Like she did like some songs of hers and the costuming. And it was really, really beautiful. It was shot exquisitely. And I want to tap into that section of my body and that of my mind and not feel like I'm going to be judged because I did so. So I'm looking forward to tapping into that part of it 
of my life. Now, I did tell my family that I wanted to get back into it just a little bit. And they were like, you know what? Okay, long as you teeter-totter and not just jump back in and jump back out and jump back in and sing it all about, then you all right. So I'm going to see how that goes. Um, And maybe, just maybe, one day, you might see me sitting near you. But you got to have that coin, coin, coin. I'm just saying. So in conclusion, I want to say this. I, like I said, I wasn't wrong for why I left drag. And I was very validated in why I left. It was time at that particular part of my life. It was time. The atmosphere was different. The, the vibe was different. And I knew at that time it was time for me to depart. It's a lot of things now that I took back then that I wouldn't take now. It's a lot of situations that I was in that I would not put myself in those situations now. There are so many people in my city that contributed to me being the uh, national title holder, to me being the performer that I am. And it's because of their guidance in their hand that I was able to be the woman that I was when I presented on stage. There's a lot of people that was in my life at the beginning of my drag career that is not anymore. And I respect their wishes and I wish them well. And I don't hold any gripes or grudges or anything like that towards anybody that I have fallen out with, people that I don't talk to, even people that I, you know, that don't even like me. I don't hate you either. I just want people to understand that when you have a fallen out with somebody, especially when you do something like anything in the entertainment industry or anything drag related you have to be able to have thick skin and that's something that I did not have I used to wear my emotions on my sleeve which in some instance I still do but I had to learn that everything is not going to go your way everybody's not going to like you everybody's not going to respect you everybody's not going to want to see you win there are going to be some people in this world that want to see you fail and you have to be able to deal with what that comes with in the territory that it comes with. I met some amazing people as I've been going through this thing called life and this thing called drag. I've learned so much about fighting for um, just basic human rights, equality, um, something as simple as medical care, bathrooms, um, um, pronunciations like her, she, you know, things like that. I've learned to be an advocate, even though I am not LGBTQIA, I am an ally and I do believe in standing for basic human rights, regardless of who you are, or how you identify, you should be able to live your life accordingly and not be bothered or harassed because somebody doesn't like what you do. There are so many women of color and so many trans women that are being killed for that Pacific fact. And that's a hot ass mess. And it shouldn't be like that. And I know that the community has given so much to me that I have to give back. And that is where I am with it. I am truly in awe of the things that I have seen um, as far as drag and the evolution of drag and things like that. There are so many local entertainers in cities and states across the world that do not get the recognition and the title and the things that they deserve. People think what they see on TV is what it is. And it's not, it's bigger than that because everybody that go on TV and do what they do in the art form of drag came from a local bar came just playing dress up at home, came from different spaces. And that's something that I wish that we all could embrace. I learned who I am and what I am with an amazing, an amazing mentor. She was my mentor for a very long time and I love her very, very much. And I really hope that she's well. I really, really do. I would not be nowhere near the person I am, the entertainer I am, and learn the thick skin that I did without her. There are so many people that I wish I can go back and mend those relationships. But those relationships were meant to be for a reason and for a season. 
And I respect that and I have to, but I'm not going to come off this line without saying this. Make sure if you are a fan of the drag art form, then when you go to these local bars, please make sure that you tip your entertainers. Don't just tip the special guests that come from out of town. Don't just tip the people that are on TV or reality shows. Don't do that. You tip the entertainers as well because nine times out of 10, when there's a special entertainer that comes into those bars, that means the local girls do not get paid that night so they can pay the special entertainment because they know that's what's going to pack the bar. Make sure you go and you support these local entertainers and make sure you tip them and you tip them just as well and she would tip the next person. And also, if your bar owner is really good to you and keep that door open and make sure it's inclusive and make sure that you feel loved and have events and charity and things like that, you shout them out and you appreciate them. And you make sure that you give them the respect they deserve. Because with everything that's going on right now, we don't know what bar is going to be open. We don't know what bar is going to close. We don't know. I have not been to a bar in a really long time, but I know it's a lot of places right now that are suffering, not only staff wise, but just to keep the doors open. So make sure you keep those things in mind when sometimes you get online and you bash these businesses and these entertainers and these bar owners, they're struggling too. When those doors close, when that makeup comes off and they go home, they're struggling too. So remember that as you go and get reacclimated back into life and civilization and things like that. Make sure that you understand that it's bigger than you. So before I close, I want to say, because these two people, they touched my soul in a way that really changed my life forever. So I want to say rest in heaven to Lisa Michaels. She was a local entertainer, inter entertainer, musician in Memphis, Tennessee. She had purple hair. Absolutely love her. Her spirit and her light just shined all over the world. And I just want to take a minute and honor her on my podcast. I miss you, Lisa, and I love you. Also, the last person that I want to um, appreciate and give her flowers, literally, is Miss Beverly Hills. Miss Beverly Hills died a couple of years ago. And she was, I personally feel like that I didn't get a chance to say what I needed to say. So I'm going to take this right where I'm at now. And I'm going to say this. Beverly, if it wasn't for you putting me on your stage, I would not have gotten as far as I've gotten. You believed in me. You spoke crazy to me. <laughs> you spoke crazy to me, but you were developing me to be the person that I am. You showed me what activism looked like. You showed me what giving back looks like. You showed me that in adversity, when people talked about you, spat on your name, treated you like crap, that you still rose above the ashes to earn the respect and the love of the local community and statewide and nation, nationwide as well. Excuse my verbiage. But Beverly, I love you. I miss you. And every time that I have a flower in my drawer and I put it in my hair, I think of you. And I know it's so many people that you help and you put on a stage, but they never really gave you your flowers. So I'm taking my podcast and my platform to give yours. Rest in heaven, Beverly Hills. I love you. And until next time, you guys, stay safe. Wash your hands. Take care of your mental and your spiritual and your psychological health. Make sure you're getting your yearly checkups and take care of everything around you. Treasure everything. Hold it tight. Hold people tight. Because everything is one walkway away. Where am I going to end up next and drag? I don't know. I'm not sure. If 
I get enough people to comment and share this video and to answer the poll, I might, might just post a video of me performing in drag so you guys can see. Until next time, you guys, I hope you're enjoying the podcast of The Decision. Bye.